All right, Happy New Year. Welcome back to Trade Talk. It is great to be back. I'm sorry that I uh, have not put up new episodes, but mostly because I needed things to play out more in the market to kind of see what I wanted to talk about and uh, what directions I was going. A lot of people become very trigger happy during the holiday season, looking to make a quick buck. Uh, I tend to slow down during the holiday season, pick and choose my spots. But uh, today's episode uh, specifically deals with uh, my biggest losses of uh, 2019. I want to talk about my biggest losses of 2019 because I think it gives an equal playing field to this concept where traders make it seem like you know, you're, you're always making a bunch of money or people even see it like hedge funds are always making a bunch of money. That's not the case. Uh, there are times where you lose. There's times where you pick the wrong name or you don't analyze something properly. So in this case, uh, I, I want to start off with uh, GoPro. Uh, in 2018, November of 2018, I had um, wrote, written a thesis on GoPro. I posted it up and some of you have probably read it. Uh, it's on my Instagram. And specifically, I thought GoPro was a great buy. I'd done it in tandem with Snap, um, Snap stock, Snapchat stock. And I thought uh, it, it was going to be a great buy and probably could see some growth in the next, uh, you know, six months to a year. However, it didn't do anything. And I had a decent sized position in it. Um, and I wanted to go over why it didn't do anything as well as uh, one other position that is my biggest loser, and it did not do anything. Uh, so specifically, let's talk about GoPro. So GoPro, uh, as you know, is a cam- you know, action camera company, um, which was very popular in 2014 and has since lost its popularity due to uh, cell phone manufacturers improving their cameras. You know, you have better cameras on iPhone, you have better cameras on Samsung Galaxy, and even Motorola products. Uh, but the issue here, here is, is that as those cameras improved in cell phones, GoPro still had a high price point with its cameras, you know, not competing directly. You could do more with your phone than you could do with the GoPro. And it made more sense for you to just use your phone as your GoPro. I know it sounds weird because it's like, why would I use my, you know, this big bulky phone as a GoPro? Well, it's the same thing. You're just going to put it on a harness on a helmet or something of that nature, you know, waterproof it. Uh, and actually, in actuality, a lot of these new phones are waterproof. So kills two birds with one stone because that's what a GoPro was, waterproof or had a waterproof uh, casing. So, so with that being said, um, it's not to say that GoPro could probably never improve. I, I don't think it will. I think the, the business has run its course. Um, I thought it was going to get acquired by another company. That's really what I cared about. I didn't care about it hitting all new highs. I thought it would be acquired. Um, but I, I don't think it's there anymore. Uh, I could be wrong. You know, Two, three years from now, it could be great. But the reason why I don't think I'm wrong is because right now, Financing, corporate financing is very cheap with the Trump administration and the monetary policy keeping rates low. If someone wanted this company, they'd already be fishing around to get it. It's a perfect time to get it because the price is so cheap. However, its revenue growth has barely risen, you know, 4%. 
on the revenue growth. What, what it literally means is they have only increased their their earnings by 4%, you know, and this is since 2015. That's not growth uh, for companies that are in the tech space. So I just don't think that um, it has any suitors, right? Because you, then you would say the suitor would be someone who's trying to enter these markets. Other camera companies have entered these markets and they've entered the, the market at a lower price point. To pivot, GoPro was thinking to be a multimedia company. However, that was even a problem because uh, people didn't use their editing software. I remember back in the day, uh, a good friend of mine, they, uh, good friends of mine had gone to uh, Miami for a trip and they had a great time. And I saw that they could edit everything that they were doing on a GoPro. Uh, but now, you know, your issue here is, is that these other brands allow you to do the same thing for cheaper and you can also edit on a cloud gopro also thought it could just be a multimedia company meaning that it wouldn't just do only cameras right as we saw kodak went out i don't want to say did it go out of business i can't really tell right now i don't follow that sector but uh as you can tell kodak had its problems uh due to camera phones so the company knew it could not just only be a camera company it had to be something else if you've ever watched 60 minutes or you've ever watched um uh, actually no just 60 minutes excuse me i'm thought i'm i'm thinking of it was something else 60 minutes sports is specifically what it is if you've ever watched 60 minutes sports on showtime uh there's also there was always a gopro uh moment of the week or something like that because you know it was a weekly show uh, it just lets you see someone doing action sports with a GoPro, surfing, skiing, skateboarding, something of that nature from, you know, race car driving. So that was their foray into trying to get into um, a media, multimedia platform. Um, and, you know, it just didn't quite work out. Uh, so overall, the marketplace has changed for GoPro. Uh, business isn't where it used to be. People aren't in demand as as it, as they were before. And valuations have shrunk uh, before. It was the ideal that you could, you know, there was a forward multiple to this whole thing. You could sell it, but they're making less hardware um, and things just aren't as successful. If you are to see a turnaround, which I, again, I don't anticipate as I've taken my loss in this and sold my position. If you are to see a turnaround, you would need to see a turnaround in their uh, two new cameras. Uh, that they made and the two new cameras are the hero max and uh the gopro hero 8. we did see some nice movement in the marketplace uh, when these two things were announced because gopro had uh shot up to a 52 week high back in may yeah i think it was like you know six bucks or something like that nature but then again it still didn't benefit me because i was buying at five dollars um so, you know, it had a little bit of action go on, but since then it's fallen off a cliff again and it's not, nothing's happening. It's about $4 and it's about $4 and some change per share and trading flat. So, that is GoPro, one of my biggest losses of 2019. My second biggest loss of 2019, I would say, it, and I, and I can't say it's fully a loss yet as the position is still materializing, and I know that, you know, it will materialize. But I do have to say something, you know, didn't 
show as profitable during the time I was looking at it, and that would be uh, Dean Foods. As as we've talked about before, and there's other past uh, episodes in regards to Dean Foods. Simply put, the trade policy and tariffs are fucking that whole situation up. Fucking it up to the point where there's another dairy manufacturer called Borden uh, Farms or, or Borden Dairy has now filed for bankruptcy. Also, this was just uh, about two weeks ago or just uh, either two weeks ago or just right before um, just right before the new year. Uh, this was January 6th. So they're bankrupt, right? And again, the issue here is everyone will say it's like, oh, everyone's plant-based now, vegan, moving away from dairy. And that's just not the case, man. I agree. The trend is more people are are into healthier things, but that's not where people are getting killed. Farms themselves are, are being ravaged. Wisconsin, Indiana, uh, Wisconsin, Indiana, where else? Um, Idaho, record bankruptcies, record bankruptcies um, for dairy farmers and just in agriculture. The, the tariff war has ripped asunder the family farm and where Dean Foods and Borden Dairy get their milk is they contract local farms and those farms sell them milk at a spot price, hence commodity, right? That's the commodities market, a future dated spot price. The issue here is that those things haven't changed yet. Even with the, oh, we have, you know, we have a tentative trade deal that came before the new year and all that bullshit. It hasn't changed. And it's, it's really blistering these people, these farmers. You don't know about it because it's the Midwest and you wouldn't even care. But if you have record bankruptcies in a particular region, it's going to cause a ripple effect to bigger industry. So, I can own it and say, hey, at the moment, it is a loss. It's, it's a quite big loss for me. I am committed to it because I, don't, I know it will not sustain being a loss. This is going to matter in six months when the campaign trail gets hot. It's unacceptable. These companies are not going to allow it. And you will see if they don't start a program where they got to buy back this milk at a, at a higher spot price, they're going to figure out another way to dump the milk uh, in a foreign market. But it's going to change. It, without a doubt, in my head. So with that being said, as Dean Foods sits in bankruptcy with dip financing, which is called debtor in possession financing, meaning that the company is not going to be liquidated. That's why I've told all people that I've spoken to uh, directly and privately that I wouldn't sell my shares. I'm not selling any of my shares. I wouldn't if I were you, I wouldn't sell my I wouldn't sell your shares. The money is there because the company operates. It's that the revenue keeps decreasing year after year and you're stuck within a political headwind. With that being said, I I'm happy to double down and buy Borden in its bankruptcy. And I'll be looking to add to those shares. Uh, Borden has the same sort of situation that's going on 
um, because it's the same trends that are happening. It's a smaller company than Dean Foods, and they're going to look to restructure. And these companies, they'll probably you could potentially see a merger, or you could see where uh, just a bigger company buys them, or no different than uh, bailouts from the other financial crisis in 2008. Again, programs are made to keep them alive and they give them money. I think the latter is what's going to happen uh, with probably some consolidation like you saw with the big banks where um, B of A buys Merrill and things of that nature. But with that said, those are my losses for 2019. And um, happy to have survived it. <laughs> And um, looking to actually turn Borden and Dean Foods around into big winners. This is L.A. Aiko with Trade Talk. Look out for the next episode coming right up, uh, which uh, will give you more ideas into what will be profitable in this first quarter of 2020. Thank you for listening.